Jay Ross, and you're listening to the Wise Men Say podcast. Wiseman Say podcast uh, in the studio with me, Frankie Francis, tonight is Craig Clark. Hello, Craig. Hello, Frankie. Uh, Matthew Keeling. Hello. Hi, Matthew. All right. Uh, on tonight's program, we'll be speaking about, well, we're looking back on the Man City game and the Scunthorpe game briefly. Obviously, the big talking point tonight is going to be transfers in and out. Yep. Not mentioning any names yet. Uh, <laughs> and we're also going to have some audio from. A Juan Sartori interview, which has been done with Martin McFadden from A Love Supreme. Have you guys heard that? Yep. Yep. So we're going to uh, hear a bit from Juan later on in the podcast as well. All right, then. Let's uh, start briefly by looking back at the last league game and the um, checker trade game against Man City, because I don't think we've had a podcast since then. Right. Um, so we'll start with the Scunthorpe game, because it was last league game. Yep. It was a... A disappointing 1-1 draw. Yeah, I think it was a game everyone had targeted as a way to get back to winning ways and it didn't really ever we didn't really ever get going. It was a it was a strange one in that obviously we we kind of kind of ground them down and then yeah. let a, fair, fair play, it was a, a scream of their goal. No yeah. one's no one's uh, keeping that one out, but it was just frustrating that we, we did have a couple of chances after we got the first one to kill it off again and again we've we failed to do so and it's come back to bite us. And we've done run in the game and it's yeah. It's is frustrating. And we've done, we've done that with obviously Madger in the side and I know we're gonna talk about it later, but yeah. Without him, you know, it's not like a complete lost cause, but he's a massive part of the goal scoring side of well, our when, team at the minute and when he went off, there was no real threat. The what there was one moment where White, I think it was White, flicked it on. Watmore got through, but he kind of made a bit of a mess of it. He got caught by the defender. But other than that, it was pretty toothless up front. Um, well, it's, goals are the issue at the minute. They obviously weren't at the beginning of the season. We're scoring pretty freely. Mm. We seem to have this really good knack of getting into it, an area just around the box and we're scoring with really accurate efforts on goal all of the time. Mm. And that seems to have deserted us a bit. We still have this record, though, where we've scored in every which single game, which is yeah. brilliant. Yeah. Um, but obviously, we find ourselves in a situation well, we where we haven't scored more than one but, in a and, game but and, since yeah. before Christmas. And scoring just one's fine if mm. you can keep that clean sheet. Yeah. And both because both of those things are eluding us at the same time. Yeah. It's gone a little bit flat. Um, some of those draws in isolation wouldn't be bad. So even the Scunthorpe game, they're a side that aren't really going to trouble the promotion spots. Yeah. I wouldn't have thought. But they had won four games in a row prior to yeah. us playing them, and we mm. just so we've yeah. ended that run in a way. Similarly with Charlton, we ended a run of uh, yeah. home wins for them, and in isolation that looks pretty good. You're yeah. like okay, but when it's a string of them, and when you've played for like against ten men for twenty thirty minutes against mm. Luton, who if you beat you go above them, and psychologically that's massive. Yeah, and we just couldn't really create much against ten men. I think that was when you started to feel a little bit like. Mm, Something needs freshening up now. Well, that's, um, that, that probably brings us on to the game on Tuesday night against Man City because we saw 
we saw Duncan Watmore finally getting a goal after, what was it, two years or something like that since his, his nasty injuries. Great for Duncan. Great really finish, happy. by the way. Great finish was, as well, yeah. yeah. And, and, and do you know what? He looked really sharp all night. And he looked a bit more of a danger in the box. Whereas in previous games, since he's came back, I don't know if it was, perhaps it was a psychological thing, but you know, you would, you would, you almost scream, just take a shot, take a shot. He mm. was taking shots. And certainly the goal you would think would do him the, the world of confidence. It would, did. Yeah. Well, it, it did seem to, particularly on, on Tuesday night, straight away in, I think, five minutes after he scored, he was... He was in. He was in again, and with another chance, and it just seemed to really almost like there was a bit of a weight lifted off his shoulders. It must have been. Yeah. I think it was March 2016 was his last goal against Norwich. Yeah. It's crazy. And that it must isn't be it? like obviously he's a forward player. He's he's been, yes, he's been injured and stuff, but it must be playing in his mind thinking I haven't scored for nearly three years, and he came, when he came back, I think it was his first game. Was at Carlisle. He he made the goal, but mm-hmm. he, he probably should have scored. And I think mm. if he'd scored. Then. With, then it might have, albeit he wouldn't have been any fitter, it might have sort of, I don't know, give him a, an earlier boost than, than he's had. Because I think there was elements of him getting a bit frustrated with himself, with some of his play trying too hard in a, in a few games. I think, um, just going back to the finish, it reminded me of um, sort of why I think he's a centre forward more than a winger. Mm-hmm. He's great at finding the corner like that when mm-hmm. he's fit and firing. Mm-hmm. And I know what you're saying, Matthew. I wonder whether you know we are looking at signing players, and obviously we we need players. But if he can just gradually ease his way back to something like a player who can even just give you 70, 80 minutes, that's a weapon potentially in yeah. this league. That's someone who could just, if he even got you six or seven goals, yeah, that could be the difference between top two and playoffs. Um, so he's a nice factor to have. Unfortunately, because of the lack of bodies at the minute, you're almost thinking. We need you to be doing it right now, yeah. and he's not really quite ready for that, is no. he? Even allowing for the goal midweek, yeah. he's still got a little bit of weight to yeah. go to full fitness, I think. Yeah. Um, another person who scored, though, on Tuesday night was Lyndon Gooch, and has been rumblings about his form from the Terraces as well, hasn't it, Craig? You, again, does that goal change things for Lyndon? Hopefully. I think, he, he like what more, he probably needed one. Yeah, um, things just haven't really gone his way lately. I think, you know, he, to his credit... He never stops. He does. He puts the the work in. And he runs up and down that that touchline, and we do like that angled ball out to him. He's kind of the only player we've got who you can hit with that kind of pass. McGeady's not the same kind of winger. We don't really have anyone else in the squad. Maybe what more fit? Yeah. Um. So maybe it's just got to the point where teams have looked at, that we like that tactic and they've snuffed yeah. it out a little bit, and his head's dropped as a result. Mm-hmm. So, you know, him coming in, cutting inside and scoring like that. It was a good team goal. It was, it was. was. Really good. Uh, Yeah, it was was a good team goal. And I think there was other positives on Tuesday night. Luke nine in a more forward position. Can he, he can't do anything wrong. No, he was unlucky, to be fair. He he could have quite easily had a a few goals on another night. The keeper did well to keep keep two of them out. Mm. Uh, But he does look a threat. He's definitely certainly grown so much as, as a player and, just it could just be a confidence thing to be fair that since he's since he joined, but he's, he looks a real threat behind the striker. Yeah, I think compared to when he played against Charlton in the opening game as well, he was obviously in a deeper position alongside that Mumba. game. That game, there was so much emotion around oh, that game. Completely. Imagine being on the pitch for that. And it, but even after that, he played a couple of check trade games and stuff, and he looked really kind of like he wasn't sure what his role was and. He just seemed to be like really eager. Well, he still doesn't um, really, does he? Well, no. he's become the ultimate utility man. Yeah, you, you almost would trust to, trust him up front as mm-hmm. an out and out striker at this mm-hmm. point. He's formed such that 
he has that kind of presence as well. Yeah. Um, I think we've been really unfortunate. Look, injuries happen. Every club has to deal them with them. We've probably got the biggest squad in the league. But to lose multiple fullbacks so that he's gone in at right back, yeah. meaning we can't put him in Honeyman's position, yeah. while Honeyman's also out, yeah, yeah. it's meant that, yeah, okay, we've got other bodies, but they're not what we've needed. Yeah. We've really missed someone with energy mm-hmm. who can press. Because, you know, the strikers, we've got Madger, White, they're not really strikers who are going to press. Sinclair potentially did that for a little while mm-hmm. and his form disappeared and then obviously he's left. Yeah. So it's it's an opportune moment now for we've got no game on Saturday for a few players to get fit as well. I mean, yeah, well, you would think Honeyman would be probably be fit by the second, which is our next league game. Um, yeah, you'd hope, well, I hope so. We really need him back. I think, you know, I questioned him as a captain just because mm. he didn't, to me, I would thought, oh, that's a bit of an odd choice. Yeah. But I think he really is a massive yeah. player in more than just his playing ability. Yeah. He clearly is like sort of Ross's man. Yeah. Um, and we've, we've really missed him. Yeah. Right. We'll probably move on to the biggest talking point of the, the week if you're a Sunderland fan. And that looks like it's going to be the outgoing of Josh Madger. 3.5 million has been reported from um, the French club Bordeaux. Matthew, first of all, um, how, do you, how do you feel about the whole situation? I think it's gone on for so long that we finally seem to be getting an ending to it. Obviously not the ending we want. It's disappointing in the way that it's been that it's come about in the way that it's ended, I think we're all still clinging on to a hope that he might sign. Well, I was. I mean, uh, to be honest, I was almost just hopeful he would stay till the yeah, end of the season in some ways. I'd almost like been resigned to, to him going, but that he was going to be still around to help get us promoted. And I think it's really disappointing because we've just lost like the, the player that scored 16 goals this season more than more than any takeaway potential potential what he could do in the future he's our goal scorer and he needs replacing as soon as possible well you touched upon it you know he was the one who got the 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 goal against Scunthorpe and he's done that so many times this season come up with the goods we've been saying on, on wise men say podcasts for you know for a little while now he's what a great prospect he is mm. and unfortunately it looks like he's leaving Craig I've I've banged on about him multiple times on this show and in the Sunday Echo and anywhere else that I can say what I think about him because I just <laughs> in the think streets. I just walk up to people and tell them I think he's great <laughs> who's he <Yeah>. <laughs> <laughs> no I genuinely think he's a brilliant player I mean he's he's probably not ready for the Premier League now but I've made the comparison to Sturridge and Daniel Sturridge I'll stick by that I think he's got a similar ability with his feet mm-hmm. he scores all different types of goals Mm-hmm. I mean, he scored a few headers, including the game game against Scunthorpe. It's another mm. headed goal. Yeah. And that's testament, I think, to his movement. Because yep. he's not bigger physically, as we've seen when balls get launched into him. Um, I th- but that all said, three and a half million, given he's got six months and could have signed for Bordeaux effectively for nothing and just gone there in the summer. Mm-hmm. It's not a bad fee. I bet there's not many League One clubs would command a fee like that for a player with six months left on the contract. And you, you're right, you're right. But where does this leave the club and the squad? Well, they've, got, they've got to reinvest the money. If not all of it, at least a portion of it to bring in probably two strikers. Yeah, Matthew, we've been here before though. We've yeah. lost, you know, England's number one goalkeeper. You yeah. know, we've we've lost England's captain. You know, we've lost big players. Jermaine Defoe mm-hmm. had to leave the club. We've been here so many times. Yeah. As a Sunderland fan though, do you think there'll be 
another, you know, a sigh and just think, well, why is this? Why does it always happen to us? Well, I think, the, <laughs> I mean, it does, and I think we all we haven't in the past replaced these players with the right players. For example, Pickford were replaced with Jason Steele, Lee Camp, Robin Rowe. Robin Rowe. A lot of people said, you know, we got into a lot of trouble because we never replaced Darren Bent. Yeah, that's, that's when I say it. You all, could argue that was the beginning the, of yeah. the sort of selling club. Yeah. Which is fine. Everyone's a selling club except like Barcelona and Real Madrid, basically, and PSG. Maybe but everyone generally has a price, um, but yeah. uh, it does seem to happen to us at bad times as well. So like the bent one was at a bad time. We were sixth in the league, and this is the second season in a row though we've sold our top scorer in the middle of the season. It, it's a massive blow. Like you can't if you take out all the finances and all this and that. Like. <laughs> It, it is a massive blow. He's a hugely talented footballer. He's the best player in the league, arguably. I love watching him. Yeah, he's yeah. great I to love watch. going to the game. And I, yeah. I love the fact that I'd sometimes go over the gate to a game with someone I hadn't seen much of the Sunderland this season. I'd be like, watch, keep an eye on watch, watch, watch what he yeah. does. You know, watch If he gets two touches in the box, it'll go in. And no one else in League One. Maybe Lyle Taylor. He's got a similar... I don't think he's anywhere near Madge's potential, but he mm. can do that kind yeah. of stuff in the box. I don't think anyone else... Is even close in in League One to be honest. No. I think a lot of Championship strikers would struggle to do the kind of stuff he does. But as a few people have said on Twitter, um, and we ran that poll earlier, there was a couple of thousand people responded, and the sort of vast majority said that they were kind of over it, so to speak. And in many ways, you've just got to be. Just I mean, we've got to because, talk about it. But we that, are, is you that know, because it's gone on for so long, though, Matthew? Is people are over it because it's been such a farce almost? You yeah, know? I think it could be. Yeah. It's been played out publicly as well. Yeah, yeah, that's so. been an odd situation. What, what's your thoughts on that? I personally wouldn't like to see things like this made public, like things like contract mm-hmm. deadlines. Things. It just for me, it, it, I I like the transparency. I do. I think it's great. Mm-hmm. But I just think things like that. Some things do need to be kept in house um, because you just open yourself to a world of. Well, look what's happened. Well, I would I would say even just taking anything else out of it, I think. Unfortunately, it backfired on this occasion because the agent actually used it as a way to play the whole thing out in public, mm-hmm. which he mightn't have had that. Yeah, he could have still done something in public, but he he, he did make use of it. I would say, and the the club would argue that we wouldn't be in this situation if it wasn't for the deals these players were already on before they came. And that's uh, look. It's a really hard one with Magic. So they, they've come in and they've had a load of fires to fight and they've done really well to get a manager in and a playing staff that's competing. Yeah. Um, and obviously the previous ownership, for whatever reason, didn't have any mechanisms in place to deal with sort of young players coming out of contract. But at the same time, nobody, including Jack Ross, the manager, predicted Josh Magic would have this season. No. So you, wouldn't, you weren't going to give him five grand a week no. in the summer, were you? Because no. what had he done? Scored once. In the championship, barely played. So it's it's one of those where ideally this would have happened last season, then you tie him up to a new deal because he's got longer on his contract. Mm-hmm. And it's just circumstance, isn't it? It's it's disappointing, isn't yeah, it? Yeah, it is. Yeah. It's disappointing. I'm sure there's no one at the club who wouldn't say it was disappointing. But it is also perhaps an opportunity. You know, we we, we were going out looking for a striker, but it looks like we might need a, a couple of strikers. I think too. Well, Jack Ross wanted... One, he wanted one already. Still had Madger, so yeah. we need Madger needs replacing plus that other striker. So it sounds like we're still pursuing Will Grigg. Yeah. But then it looks like we're gonna have to pursue someone else. Craig, would you be happy if 
we've just had Will Grigg and if, if that even came off I think we'd be left late I don't to be honest know a great deal about Grigg other than he's definitely a proven scorer in, in League One yeah. which yeah. is great it's what we need um, we've got White on the books who's struggling for form and maybe fitness as well at the moment. Yeah. I'm not really sure. What more, coming, what more back? coming back? It's thin on the ground. Maguire who can fulfill a role up front, you but he's he's not a goal scorer. Well. Well, Kim could come through. Yeah. He could be you know the major of last season. I would have him on. I would certainly have him on the bench. Yeah, he's like an impact. For you, the last let, let's put it. It's it's hard <laughs> to when you're pushing for promotion and you're about to lose, like you say, the player who's got you 16 goals this season. And you're looking at a youth player with very little first team football under his belt, and yeah. he can't shoulder the whole burden. Oh, no, absolutely. Um, no. Well, so he's someone who can come into the squad and be used, but I think you want potentially to play two strikers. I think White needs to be up front with somebody, mm-hmm. uh, for example. Yeah. And I think a lot of League One strikers are like that. Yeah. The only one who probably isn't that we've seen, say it again, probably Lyle Taylor to an extent, and Kiefer Moore. Um, uh, Barnsley. Uh, Barnsley looks like he could do the job of all three. So it was heavily rumoured today, Thursday, that we could be putting an offer in for Kiefer Moore. I mean, from from my perspective, he's the best striker I've seen against us at the Stadium of Light this season. Yeah, I agree. He was. It's, it's the only time I've seen him play, but he was unplayable. Yeah, he was fair. brilliant. He was brilliant. He could, he, barring the post, he would have had a hat-trick. Do you think that was um, a game in isolation? Or do you, you know this whole thing of like clubs come and they play out the skin against us at the Stadium of Light? Or do you think he, he would do that on a... Oh, he scored 15 goals, hasn't he? I think he's obviously... Well, stats back up there. Yeah. He's a good player, certainly in League One. I know he's played in the Championship and struggled. Right. Um, so when you're getting quoted £2 million... But then you could say Will Griggs struggled in the Championship. Then. Well, but if you're talking about a significantly smaller fee... Yeah. It's a really tough balance in that because you want to buy players to do the main priority, which is get you promoted. Yeah. But you don't want to saddle the squad with an even bigger wage bill and no. a really bloated squad if we do go up and then find it difficult to maybe move those players on. Yeah. Um, and I would suggest that £2 million for Kiefer Moore is probably the top end of his value. It's probably the top end of our budget, budget as well. Yeah, no, you, yeah. So you have to be certain so you can forget about a right back. You, you know, yeah. you can forget about yeah. strengthening other areas. A goalkeeper. Perhaps. Well, apart from supposedly midfield, obviously looks like they're going to bring in. Well, let's talk, let's talk about so. Grant Ledbetter coming back to the club. Matthew, it, could Grant Ledbetter help us get promoted this season? I think so. I think it's a. I think it's a good sign, and I think it's. I think it's probably come about out of circumstance. So I can't imagine that. Obviously, I don't know, but I can't imagine that Jack Ross is sought after. Someone like well, they were interested in the summer as well. Those rumours were circulating. It anyway. seemed more of a better fit in the summer. But now it we, did in the yeah. summer because it, of we didn't have all, we didn't. Oh nine was we hadn't signed Max Power at that there. point yeah. either. Mm-hmm. And I think a number of us probably thought there'd be more outgoings than there's been. Yeah, yeah. Um, we I, didn't know if the Catmull was going to stay, and that exactly. would be a perfect like like you'd think on paper. And so I'll just play devil's advocate and Go on, then. add my views on Twitter anyway. So these are my actual views. It's not just for the sake of it. Um, obviously, as and when he signs, if it happens, I'll be right behind him. And it's great. Like there's a romance to it almost. Sentiment. Yeah. Coming back, finish his career here. Maybe there's a coaching role in the off and I don't know. But he is 33 years old. Yeah. Um, we do have a lot of very similar midfielders. I would say that he's probably quite similar to McGeek, Power and Catamol, who, when either of those form a pair, look kind of similar, occupy similar positions, don't really move with the ball. They're not dribblers, and I don't think Ledbit is a dribbler. 
Um, I don't think he's particularly powerful or tall, and I think we could do with a bit of that. I haven't actually um, seen much of Grant Ledbetter's career since he left Sunderland. He's a good footballer. It, he was though. always good he's a good footballer. set pieces as well. Yeah. Do you still do those? Yeah, but he doesn't play much at the no, minute. He Why is that, though? He's 33 and they've probably got better, younger players right, coming okay. through there. So it's not through injuries? I don't think so. Pulis, it's a new manager in Pulis. I know he was there at the end of last... Like he was there last season as well, yeah. wasn't he? But yeah. not at the start. And he's probably come in and had a look and mixed that, things up. There's Adam Clayton, I think. He likes Clayton, and he's someone who's graduated from League One to yeah. Championship football yeah. over the years. So it's doable for some of the other lads we've got. Um, Wouldn't play with the fact that Grant's previously played for the club, and he's got such you know so many ties with the area, and still that's all a positive. Thing. But does that does that bring an extra bit of performance out of someone? I think it probably does. To be fair, I think he's going to be desperate to get us promoted. Oh, completely. Um, and I think that to an extent will sort of. Enhances performances, even in the short term, even if it's like a. Well, he's already got the crowd on his side, yeah. hasn't he? Exactly. I mean, like I say, we'll all be right behind him. Yeah. I'm just wondering about the wider context of we've got these similar players, and then I haven't even mentioned the return in Ethan Robson, who really needs first team football yeah. at this point. And look, Mumba on Tuesday night as well. Yeah, and he played well in a, in a oh, previous. Yeah, Mumba, game. we haven't even mentioned Mumba. Mumba's there. So what happens there then? And I actually would argue our best central midfield partnership this season. Um, and I think lots of individuals have had really good individual games. But I really like the look of Power and Honeyman. Mm-hmm. So that's thinking about Honeyman dropping deeper. Yeah. Yeah. So there's another one. And it's kind of like, well, it's going to be a hard job picking a combination out Seven of... Seven across the middle. <laughs> Just like <Wow>. all midfield. <laughs> Go yeah. full Barca, yeah. but like parody version. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I mean, you know, it's it's another midfielder in, in the squad you say. But, do you, you know, we need strength in other areas. Goalkeeper's been mentioned loads of times. Look, right to play the other night. He's kept a lot of clean sheets, sheets actually in the air. Check a trade, hasn't he? Only conceded one goal. That, that sounds about right. Carlisle. Against Carlisle, yeah. You know, would you, would you think we still need strength there, or do you think we'll prioritise other areas now? We got Strychek still in the books, I of course. I wouldn't be buying a goalkeeper like. Anyone else? Um, talk about right back, but Matthews is back, and obviously we've seen what O'Neill can do, and with Honeyman coming back. Would you spend the whole budget on two strikers? Yes, I, would. I wouldn't mind, despite the strength and depth that we have in the position. Good, Jimmy Dunn as well at the back. Who's yeah. already centre back's fine, I think yeah. now. Um, we could do with a winger who's just a bit of a runner. But we uh, you don't could really argue, have that. You could argue yeah. you could put what more on there. But then you've said he's not. A he, he's one as well. We've got really a lack. I would say the things that we lack the most are probably a significant physical presence. Right. Um. And just physical strengths. We mm-hmm. do still get a little bit bullied in games mm-hmm. and we don't really have much pace. Mm-hmm. We've got a few dribblers who mm-hmm. can beat, beat a man and that's really good. And Gooch is quite quick. Yeah. And Honeyman's not slow. Yeah. But we don't have like that kind of lightning pace. Stretcher team player. Good look at a loan signing for that. That would do Maybe for me. Yeah. Sinclair was brought in for that, wasn't he? And it yeah. obviously didn't work out. No. And you've got to think with him gone. Unless they're really confident Watmore's that man and he's going to come good. Th- I don't think they are because I think Jack Ross has said that anything we get out of him is a bonus. So, so then, I don't think they're going to be overly reliant on Watmore. Right. Unless he viewed Sinclair as a purely out-and-out striker and he just wants to replace two outgoing strikers with two incoming strikers. Yeah. Apparently Griggs quite quick. So maybe he sees I, I him really as the know, replacement right? for Sinclair. Yeah. But I think we're all a bit... Let's be honest, we were in the Premier League two seasons ago. Who was watching Will Grigg play for Wigan? Yeah. None of us were, were we? No. So, 
All right then. Um, it's well, true though. It is true. You, you are, right, you, it right. is true. Well, we'll pause the the transfer chat there for a second, uh, and change things because we uh, we heard this week that a uh, love supremes Martin McFadden was somehow in Uruguay just just, just jet passing, setting, jet just setting. passing by Juan Sartori's place, and he <laughs> said, um, "Can I come and do an interview?" He was like, "Yes," but obviously in Spanish. Um, and then see see the, yeah. <laughs> so they 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 hooked up. Uh, we're going to play a bit of audio from that interview now the future for Sunderland what what is what is your plan for us the immediate uh, we bought Sunderland with the idea of uh, giving our small help so that Sunderland becomes a great club again mm-hmm. our project is ambitious we are fighting for promotion this year although it's never easy to put such high expectations because yeah. it's not so easy but we want to get promoted now and do all we can so that we put the club back in the right track we want to start then the championship and continue seeing how our management can make things possible. Mm-hmm. I think again, if we get promotion, we're going to try to establish a team that fights for promotion again in championship. Maybe there, obviously, it's too aggressive to believe it's going to be in one year, but over a decent period of time, yeah. two, three years, to try to have a club that again can fight for Premier League, that has been always the project. We will know along the way how quick and how efficiently we go through the different stages. But it's now also a, a club to which Stuart, Charlie and me, we are committed to emotionally. We enjoy being part of the club. Yeah. We follow it and we uh, sweat and, uh, and shout and are upset when we lose in a way that we like it in, in our own lives. So we never will know what the future will be, but we are going to continue giving all we, we can for the success of the club and always I think in a very respectful way mm. to the fans and the community I think you've seen that for us that's important that's a, something that we care a lot about mm. so we'll always and we and sometimes we have changed decisions because the, the fans did not agree with us so what's important is we're going to have a plan but we're going to be listening because you've known the club from the inside for longer than us more than a hundred years, actually. Yeah. So some people is in, the, yeah. in their blood and in their family. So an aggressive project, but always very respectful that we know that this club is much more than just a football club. And I got to know this reality. It's a community, it's a city, it's after the loss of the, the coal mines and the shipyards. Yeah. This is what's left, I think, of this city that you can be proud of. So we feel the responsibility, but also the enthusiasm of uh, working to, to see how far we can get the club with the, our management. And I think you had a, a mm. glimpse of it. We continue in the, in the same way. Brilliant. Transparent, uh, straight, hard work, and putting the club in the best possible conditions, whatever happens, and supporting it in good and bad times. I hope mostly good times in front of us. So that was Juan Sartori talking to a Love Supreme's head honcho, Martin McFadden there. You love that head honcho, yeah. don't you? Yeah. Uh, I don't know if you heard the, the uh, audio version of the interview. But I the did. The whole thing. I did the intro on it. Yes, I heard it. And That's you it. said head honcho. I did, <laughs> yeah. But only because I was fed those words. Right. Oh, Moving right. On. I thought it was like your No, no, no. Like, I didn't sort of script, thing, like, you know? know. I'm just the performer, you know. Uh, uh, I think you wrote your own music, oh, wow. Frankie. Well. Turns uh, <laughs> out it's been written for him by Ed Sheeran. <laughs> <laughs> Moving swiftly on. Uh, Juan Sartori. He's an excitable guy. And someone who... I think it's a really interesting person, Craig. I agree. Uh, he sounds like he's got a lot of ventures in some really interesting 
fields. All of a board? Nothing uh, wrong with that? No, and I'm totally all for liberalisation of everything, <laughs> yeah. uh, within reason. Yeah. Um, and he just sounds like a really enthusiastic, passionate man. Uh, who loves who, football. Who loves football, yeah. yeah. And that's the thing, isn't it? I think all three of them um, have that passion for football. Yeah. And yeah. that's what we've completely lacked. First time I met Charlie was in a pub, and I didn't realise it was Charlie. And It was during the World Cup. It was in Mexico, 70 in the town. And we were just be Sweden, and me and my friend Ben and Martin from Love Supreme just started talking about systems, football systems. And then it came to fruition that it was Charlie. Metzen, it was actually buying the club. Buying the club. <laughs> um, and yeah, that's right. They're all football fans. That's that's good, Matthew, isn't it? Because yeah. previous regimes, you could argue, didn't know what the rules were. Well, no, we have, I think when the previous regime, I think trusted football people who weren't very good football people. And it's good to have um, football men in charge of, of the club from the top. I yeah. think it, it makes a it makes a difference in everything. I think the whole running of of the the club. Well, you, you heard Juan talk about. Um, he's talked about like community, hasn't he? Yeah. He's talked about a football club being more than just you go to the match. Yeah. He kind of understands the place of it in the community. Yeah. And I just think he understands the heritage as well. Yes. You know, I think it's very important and. It, He's, he's he's so passionate and do you think over ambitious or do you think rightfully so ambitious with these you know two three year plan he mentioned there you were saying you know we want to be challenged from challenging for the Premier League that's what we want as well as fans though isn't it I think he's really level headed I don't think he goes over the top you've got to be ambitious yeah but he's not saying oh we're going to win this league at a canter and then just win the championship no yeah. problem at all you know he's realistic. Um, but you've got to be thinking a club of our size, stature, history, all that stuff should be looking to be in the top flight. But mm-hmm. there are obviously other examples of clubs like that in the championship who've struggled and mm-hmm. been there for a long yeah. time. Yeah. So, you know, he's he's not being absurd, is he? He's just saying. No. But there's examples out do. there. Wolves, yep. Southampton, mm-hmm. you know, plenty. You know, they're all out the there. Leicester. Well, look yeah. at some of the smaller clubs who've. Yeah, shot up the leagues and it's still in and, there as well. Yeah, like this, they've sort of established Bournemouth. Yeah, Watford. Watford. Yeah, um, yeah. I'm not saying these are like Bournemouth are obviously a particularly small club, mm. but like you know, Brighton and Crystal Palace and well, Huddersfield stayed up last yeah. year. Obviously, they're not like powerhouses, are they? No, you know? like, no. It's exciting, and um, if you want to hear the full version of that interview, head over to Love Supreme's uh, homepage. Right, final question for you guys. Right, you can both take this question separately. <laughs> is this the biggest week of the tenure of the new owners? Because they've got about just over a week to bring in. You forget that, don't you? Yeah, it's a, it's pretty yeah, much it's a week. We've got pretty week, much a week before yeah. we kick a ball again. We need a new striker, at least one. Craig, it's a big test, isn't it? It is a test. And, you know, the rumours are circulating and the stories have been flying around about this bid and that bid. And I try and disengage from the transfer window as much as possible until the deal's actually done. Yeah. Because it's kind of tedious. I'm interested in watching <clears throat> football. But let's be honest, all I, all eyes are on, on the owners and the manager to get the right personnel in. And I've got faith in the manager, personally. I think he'd be going out there trying mm-hmm. to attract the right players. Are we going to get the back in from the board, Matthew? I think you will, yeah. Well, I think they have to. I think it's, yeah. it is. To answer the question, I would say yes. 
It so it's a, it's it's a, a huge week. It's, it's a, a pivotal massive... moment in their tenure, isn't it? Because, you know, if, if, if we start February without a striker, well, look at last season. You know, mathematically, that's not going to happen. We know that. But it, it, it would be almost an equally sizable disaster not to bring somebody in. A missed opportunity? I think we'd struggle to go up automatically uh, well, if we don't bring a striker I think in, let's put not, it that way. What's not going to help this as well is that we could be fifth by the time we play again. Because they're all, uh, all for all, we're not. Uh, for me, yeah. it doesn't. But people are going to see the table and think, oh. And if we if we haven't brought anyone in by next Wednesday, people are going to. There are going to be people out there that think, oh, well, it's just going to be another panic. They're just panicking buying anybody. I think, I think uh, actually, it does matter if we are fifth. This this whole like game in hands thing. Well, we're not winning at the minute. No. no. And psychologically, when you're not winning and you're dropping down the table, I know the players probably don't want to engage with that they want to like not look at it and they just take game by game and that's totally right there's a lot of games left to go but psychologically it's got to start you know we're there we're almost yeah. there we've almost beaten Luton we've almost beaten Charlton and it turns sort of having games in hand and especially with Luton seemingly winning every week I know they're absolutely it, battering teams yeah. still it turns home games into no disrespect Gillingham and Blackpool into massive games like yeah, games that win. games that Beginning of the season, you think, drilling oh, them at home, you'd think nothing of it. It turns them into huge games that we have to win. And yeah. that's, for players, it's got to, it must put heap extra pressure on them. And got, well, the next game's the game. a good opportunity to get some goals and a good performance. Wimbledon, With new str- players. struggling at like, <laughs> the bottom of the yeah. league. You know, we've got them the next home game. Like I say, we go out there, do a performance. Go do everyone in the world a good, hasn't it? And especially if the, there's a couple of new bodies around the place to yeah. just freshen things up. Yeah. And I do, I agree. I think. You know, it, it is their biggest test in the sense that during the summer, I don't think if it had gone much more wrong than it because it's gone right, let's yeah. put it that way. So if it hadn't gone right, I don't think anyone would have been blaming no. anyone. It was such a mess that had to be unpicked. Yeah. So just stabilising the club really was a priority. But at this point, because of where we are on the table, because of the opportunity that's just there within our grasp, if that isn't taken, they'll know there'll be questions asked. Yeah. But I think they will take it. I think you know, the, the signals are there that we will bring probably at least two more in. And even Ledbetter, I mean, I've said my piece about why I think it's a bit of an odd sign, but actually a lot of other League One clubs would love a player Well, apparently the championship clubs are trying to yeah. get them. So, so that says something about It is a bit of a it. statement yeah. that they are, you know, they're going to, they're doing everything they can. To bring have every faith in. that they are doing everything they can. Yeah, yeah. I agree. No, I agree totally. All right, then. That probably concludes things for this evening. Um, do you know if um, Stephen and Gareth are doing one next week? Didn't they should they do a do, transfer they deadline day special. Didn't they say they were going to do that? I think yeah, that was Gareth was saying we'll do... So that would be, you know, your Thursday show whipped from under your feet. That's fine. I can just... Actually go home and have yeah. a nice nap. Yeah, watch, watch <laughs> Netflix or something. <laughs> <laughs> right, OK. We'll call it a day. <laughs>